0: Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode 46 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Artists, musicians, actors, you once dreamed of being where you are right now. It can be tempting to stress over not being able to perform live or missing out on connections you would have made during that canceled festival or conference, but at the moment, You're this close to getting what you always dreamed of. Now's not the time to doubt, but to make your dreams a reality. I've used this time to increase engagement on social media, content creation, brand photography, joined another coaching program, and added to my own program that empowers performing artists to build confidence, increase profile, and achieve goals. What action can you take today that will lay the groundwork for success when this quarantine is over? One action you can take is I'm going to offer you a free coaching session. So if you want to join, visit dianefoy.com, go to the Thrive Coaching section, and you can apply, book an appointment, see if I can help you on get on track to achieve your goals. Let's set you up to rock 2021. Let's do it. So today's show is a little bit of a twist. I was recently interviewed on Rainbow Country by the fabulous Mark Tara, and I thought you might like to hear it and learn more about me. Rainbow Country is a radio show on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and is also the number one LGBT podcast Going into its fifth season, offering a blend of music and interviews, giving voice to the LGBT community. Mark has some exciting things in store, so I'll be having him on the show very soon. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this interview. Connect with me and let me know what you think. And here is Mark Tara.
1: She is an entertainment publicist, a podcaster, and a personal brand coach. She is Diane Foy.
0: Hi. Hi. Well, thank you for having me in today.
1: So first of all, thank you for taking your time to be here in studio to have your voice and your story be heard by the LGBT community and beyond. So thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you.
1: Okay. Let's start here. PR, 15 years in the business. First of all, how did you get into the world of public relations how did this happen for you
0: okay so I've had a lot of careers um I started out as a photographer and then I was a makeup artist for a really long time and I even did some journalism and I guess I started to figure out that everything I'd done to that point has been because I love performing artists I love music I love entertainment and I just wanted to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to be around performing artists um so with that realization, I went to school at Travis for entertainment management. And they, I kind of thought before going in, it would be publicity that I would end up doing because I was kind of already qualified, you know, for everything that I've done uh, to be a publicist. But I talked to some publicists and they're like, well, it's hard to get into the industry. So school would help um, to, for networking and just kind of get you more into the business side of entertainment. So I did that and I interned with Cam Carpenter. You were just mentioning him for Indie Week. Um, So I interned with him. And when I finished school, I didn't really want a real job. So (laughs) I was with Mac Cosmetics for a long time. And I love the creativity part of it, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't, it was getting a little bit more corporate. So I was like, no, I do not want to work for major labels or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of started (laughs) to start doing it um started doing publicity for my musician friends and started getting them press pretty quickly um and it was it was a a manager that was managing one of my friends bands and i had gotten them a full page in the star art section Um,
1: and that's impressive i
0: think their manager went um who what when how like what what i need to talk to her um so that was brian heatherman i thank him and you know he started hiring me for his other bands um just little by little i was Mm -hmm. doing getting hired and quickly raising my rate and um just kept doing it
1: do you have a performance
0: background i do not it's kind of a i'm a wannabe Uh (laughs)
1: you you have a love of yeah that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. But also, too, I think what it is that you do is a talent within itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why public relations? Why PR?
0: Um, I like the promotion part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it does take in some the writing skills that I had. And I, I think because I love the performers so much, mm-hmm. I want them. I'm so invested. And I want them to do well. And I want them, people to know who they are. So that's kind of what a publicist does is Mm -hmm. just tells the world how great this artist is. And a lot of times artists are not the best at promoting themselves. Um, So a a publicist comes in and picks out the things that they know media or the general public music fans would know Mm -hmm. or would want to know and be interested. And it's a way of, you know, describing what makes that artist so great. Who would you
1: say is your typical client? Most. Or is there a typical client?
0: Yeah, and it's changed over the years, too. Um, when I started, I was working with a lot of rock bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I don't know if I even work with a lot of rock bands, except DOA, my punk legends DOA. Um, I've been working with DOA for, I don't know, 12 years, like a long time. Really? Yeah.
1: They're legends.
0: They're legends. So I like my rock and roll, but then I'm also a country girl, mm-hmm. and... uh you know hip hop i like everything i um so it goes in phases i find mm-hmm. um mostly in the last couple years it's been a lot of alt country americana mm-hmm. um some pop pop solo dance acts? um some solo some bands okay yeah um
1: and so who are some of your current clients
0: so i have tamara Madeline. she's the kind of americana uh, girl. And if you like Cheryl Crow and um, Stevie Nicks and mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know, she's uh, going to be up your alley. And then I have this other project that's really cool that is with indigenous artists. Mm-hmm. So there's a producer um, named Thor Simonson, and he kind of goes around to different towns and communities in up in Nunavut and brings education, brings music mm. education to the communities. They teach instruments, they teach songwriting, they teach teach producing, and some of the artists end up being signed to his label. And so they've they're releasing a compilation of different uh, indigenous Inuit artists, but the album is really eclectic. There's some mm. hip-hop on there, and then there's some singer-songwriter stuff. It's really cool. Are there
1: some typical mistakes that artists make when they come to when they first come to see you that you recognize and you seem to see time and time again especially when it comes to indie artists
0: right for the most part a lot of people come to me and they're just not ready mm-hmm. um, they're not ready for what they're not well they don't have their stuff to get because it's Getting actual press and getting media coverage is harder and harder now, Mm. Um, so much harder than when I started. So unless you have all your branding fantastic, you have a little bit of following, you have social media activity, and you just have a lot going on, you're touring, unless you have all that, it's really hard to get press. So a lot of them will come to me and they're like, well, I have a single or I have an album.
1: And that's it? And that's it. <laughs> you know. Okay.
0: And then I'm like, well, your social media is not that active. You need to get that up. Um, I always put it like this. like These days for media, especially, I guess, in terms of blogs, which where a lot of indie artists get their first kind of press is music blogs mm-hmm. or entertainment blogs, they want new visitors to their site. And so if they're going to spend the time on interviewing the artist and writing an article and promoting it, like what's in it for them? Mm -hmm. And if they want you to share it on your social media, and if you don't really have a lot of following, then they're not going to get a lot of hits and they're going to rather pick an artist that does have all that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to, you know, I kind of am very realistic and I tell people that like I... I don't want you to hire me if I don't think I can get you much um, and to help artists like get there. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of artists, they don't know. They just don't know what to do. They know they have this music. They know they love and they, you know, I work with actors too. so the same thing. They They have all this talent and they want to get out there, but they don't know how. And often the publicist is kind of the first person that they kind of hire to be part of their team. Mm. Um, but a lot of it it's just, they don't know what to do. So they're like, uh, can you help me? You know? Yeah.
1: Well said. Personal brand coaching. Diane Foy, what is personal brand coaching?
0: Well, I've been playing with the name. So I, I, you know, right now that's what I'm going for. But, mm-hmm. uh, I find a lot, I understand artists. A lot of artists are, when you mentioned brand marketing anything like that, they want to run the other way. So I'm working with the title, but personal brand coaching to me is helping someone take everything that they are, their interests, their personality, their image, their desires and goals and everything about them and their talents, and how to c- telling them how to express that to the world to attract like for for uh, artists, it's like I help them develop an authentic personal brand, Mm -hmm. so that they can attract loyal fans, followers, industry supporters, and without kind of being overwhelmed and not really knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. So it's having someone that can kind of coach you step by step on how to get there. So
1: walk me through how this works. Someone is coming to you for personal brand coaching. I love it. So, what happens? Do you sit down with them? Is this done in person, email, Skype?
0: Usually, all of the above? Usually, it's through Zoom. Okay. What's Zoom? I say it's like Skype, Mm. but better. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, it's just, there's no issues with Zoom. There's no, I know Skype sometimes is clicky and, but Zoom, crystal clear quality. Okay. And so, it is over the internet. You can do it on your phone, whatever. You can do video or you could just do audio. And say I meet with them once a week. I've developed this program Mm -hmm. and it is for those performers and artists that need to figure all that stuff out before they do the publicity and marketing. So Mm -hmm. I would, you know, do we go through visions? Like what is it that you see your life as Mm -hmm. five, 10 years from now? What is it that you truly want? Then get into goal setting. Let's break that down. Okay, if you want that life at 10 years, where do you got to be at five years? Where do you got to be a year from now? Mm-hmm. And just breaking it down backwards. Mm-hmm. And also I find it helps figure out if your goals are realistic. Because you might break that down and go, I can't possibly do all that in the next year. Mm-hmm. So you got to break it down even further. But at least it kind of shows you if you're on the right track. right? Um, and then once we go through goal setting, then it's like okay so what is your why what is the motivation because if you know that then when all the struggles come up Mm -hmm. you'll keep going you'll be motivated because you're very clear on why you do what you do um we go through your skills your strengths your weaknesses Mm -hmm. um personality image um go through all that that's like eight weeks sorry you know it's most people skip this step And I know this because I've done it mm. like, you know, you skip those steps and then wonder why you're struggling and wondering why, like, you're not getting to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So then a little bit of, you know, the foundation of marketing, just kind of figuring out who is your art ad- audience? Who are you wanting to attract to you? Mm-hmm. Figuring that out. And so when you're done, you're, you're, you have a base and everything else I think comes a lot easier once you know that.
1: Do you find a lot of indie art, especially indie artists, do you find that when they come to see you that they don't have a real handle on social media and how to use it effectively? Yes. Or do you find that they do know how to use it effectively?
0: There are some that are, that rock at it, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them struggle with it.
1: Um, it's I, all it can all it can be all encompassing social media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: like the various platforms.
0: Yeah. And it's just something you have to do. Sorry. Yeah like for the ones that say, Oh, I'm not into it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, tough. You, yeah, know, you, <laughs> you have know? to get the word out. You have to. And I think also with that foundation coaching that I was talking about, mm-hmm. you're gonna know what to put on social media because you're gonna be very confident you know, on who you are, Mm. what you have to offer, Mm. who your audience is. And a lot of those other things will come a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, social media is very important. Um, And I do find a lot of artists struggle with it. They don't, they're not comfortable with it. They don't know Mm. what to post. They don't, you know, and so that's a part of it as well, coaching and PR.
1: And that's a a part of technology, social media. So let's talk about technology and how it's maybe enhanced your, your, your coaching, your, your PR business, how has that enhanced your business? Because you've been doing this 15 years. You've come from, you know, prior to the advent of the iPhone, which was in 2007. Right. And, you know, the internet, social media, all that sort of stuff. So how have you seen your business evolve because of technology?
0: Right. When I started, it was kind of interesting because to me, it just made sense to promote my artists through social media and through mm. blogs. Mm-hmm. And yet I would notice every other publicist is not doing that. I found it strange, but I guess I think I came into it just as things were changing, maybe. Right. And so a lot of the publicists that have been doing it for longer than me mm-hmm. were just kind of, well, this they is how I do They were stuck in it. the old way. Yeah. And they weren't embracing right. social media and blogs. Whereas I'm like, if I'm working with unknown indies, well, the Toronto Star might not be interested. Yeah. But this music blog, who's like a crazy music fan, they're, they want to discover new artists. So I was starting to get a lot of publicity for my artists through blogs. Mm-hmm. And also, the thing about blogs and the internet in general is you can think outside of Canada now. Mm. So I work music blogs internationally. So... Mm. If your genre is rock or punk or country, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I can target blogs around the world who That's interesting. Focus on that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think just Canada.
1: Are there regions in the world that are more receptive to Canadian acts?
0: Um I don't know about Canadian, but certain genres. Okay. Like oddly the UK loves mm. Americana.
1: Really? that's interesting
0: yeah like they, they love uh, Americana so there's things like that you discover mm-hmm. and a lot of you know rock Germany mm-hmm. they love rock hard rock yeah. Wow can
1: we talk about some celebrities and PR and do's and don'ts
0: sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> so are there do's and don'ts when it comes to representing celebrities
0: um well I think with anyone the publicist, should like protect your privacy and kind of talk to you about, you know, what you should and shouldn't be saying out there. But also maybe if you've already kind of hit a certain level, well you could tell the publicist, like, you know, i I'm sick of talking about this. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of tell the interviewer, okay, right. doesn't really want to talk about that today, you know, and focus it that way.
1: And how when when it comes to the interviewer and you say you know, no questions about X, Y, and Z. How do you find the interviewer's response?
0: They're usually fine with it. Okay. Like, it. you know, it's we're all working together. Right. You know, um, I haven't had to deal with, you know, super insane celebrity where they're after the gossip kind of thing. Right. But um, I have worked with some well-known artists mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that comes with a whole other, you know, set of issues because maybe – When it's a bigger artist, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Right.
1: Their entourage.
0: (laughs) Their entourage. Or just like, you know, the artist might say one thing, but then a manager says another. And then the U.S. publicist or someone says something else. And you're like, who do I listen to? (laughs) So who do you listen to? Um, I think I go with who it is was my point person. Mm. And I think with uh, most of the bigger names that I've worked with, it has been directly with the artist or there's the a manager. Mm-hmm. So there is a point person. That's also, too, what you talk about at the beginning, is like, who is the person that has the ultimate say? Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some managers that want to be the in-between person. Mm-hmm. And I, I find this part really strange. But there are managers that don't even want the artist to talk to the publicist, and the, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I always find that really strange, because really? I'm like, but I'm the person that you want promoting the artist. Right. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's managers, they don't want other voices in the artist's ear. Mm. And usually I get along so well with the artists and, you know, we, we, we joke and talk about that, how they, he, that manager doesn't want us talking, mm. you know. But I think it is because they don't want other people to be giving them advice in the ear that might go against what their advice is.
1: Any interesting stories that come to mind, stories that may be, you know, a little challenging or really great stories that you would care to share, maybe not necessarily mentioning any names, but anything come to mind?
0: Well, there there are things that happen when you're an independent and there was a situation where I was working with a big rock star Mm. and... I was pitching this rock star to the different media outlets, mm. and he had left the major label, so that's why I was doing the pitching. But then there was some in between. There's some media that went straight to the major label, wondering why this chick is pitching him, okay. <laughs> you know. And it's got it got really complicated because mm. then that media person lied and said, I was saying, Oh, you can't have him without this or, you know, like, that's Mm -hmm. so not what I would do. But, Mm -hmm. you know, so there are complications like that. And you're like, yeah, he left the label. That's why I'm, you know, pitching Mm him. Um, things like industry, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, you know, even pitching, whereas someone on the team says, Oh, he wants to do live performances on every radio. Mm. That he does, and then when the day comes, oh no, he, he can't do another performance. Mm. I'm like, well, you you told me to book, <laughs> you know. So, that's so like that sounds like a lot of politics. Yeah, when when it, there are a lot of people that you got to deal yeah. with,
1: you know. Yeah. So how does Diane Foy keep saying when you when you're trying to do the pitching and and get your clients publicity, and you have to? deal with all these personalities um what keeps you sane
0: on the couple situations that i just talked about i kind of go they're the worst days and the best day all in one because i'd be like i can't deal with this this is not me i Mm -hmm. break down but then the band starts live and i'm like i was gonna quit but you know it's that passion for mm-hmm. music and passion for the artists. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the other stuff that gets in the way, but me and talent are always great together. Mm-hmm. We, we all get get along. It's sometimes the outside forces that make everything complicated. Yeah, but it's the love of the music. It's love of, you know, actors and performers and it's just wanting them to do well and being that fan. You know, ultimately, I'm still a fan. Mm. So, when I see that talent, it gets me excited, and then I'm like, "Okay, I'm back." <laughs> Sing,
1: dance, <laughs> act, thrive. Podcasting, Diane Foy. This is your podcast. Yes. First of all, how long have you been podcasting?
0: Well, it start. It launched in April, 2019. Yes. Okay. How are you finding it? It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but i love it it's it's got now i'm you know it now i'm in the flow of it it doesn't take me as long as it used to mm-hmm. but in the beginning it was like a little bit more perfectionist and the audio editing i was learning it as i was doing it okay. so i'd be up all night you do know? you do a lot of editing yeah okay not so much anymore cuz i think also going through that i started to learn how to make the interviews better so there'd be less editing mhm um so at first I was just going with the flow getting everything and then you know there might be parts where I take out and mm-hmm. blah 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 but now it's just like okay let's just get to it. <laughs> and and also I know how to do the levels and all that yeah. now so it's a lot quicker. Yeah. Um welcome to the club. Yes. <laughs> I love the interview part. Do you like the research part? Um I do. I don't say I do a lot of it, though, because, like, I'm mostly interviewing uh, performers mm-hmm. or industry people. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I've already I've kind of already knew who they were. OK. Um, so maybe I did a little research just mm-hmm. to remind myself mm-hmm. or figuring out the questions. Okay. But I love. So I guess I love that part because I love the research part. OK. love finding out things about people. But yeah, um,
1: yeah.
0: I kind of do that anyways
1: why podcasting why get into this
0: so i probably started thinking about it when i was getting into coaching Mm -hmm. um basically i was learning the stuff that i teach now is to kind of put myself out there you know i'm used to being the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. so in order to promote my own personal brand i needed to put myself out there more and also just to i feel like i have The reason also I got into coaching is like I have so much knowledge and experience to share Mm -hmm. and that will help people. And so podcasting is a way of getting that out there Mm -hmm. of like, you know, I do some solo coaching shows uh, where I will kind of coach on different topics. And then also I want to talk to successful performing artists so that the up and comers can have inspiration and also hear the reality. Like, I want to hear the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about the struggles because you don't always hear about that. And so up and coming artists are like, oh, I want that person's career. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to talk to that person. And it's not, you know, they're still struggling off the times and you know who they are, mm-hmm. you know. So that's been really cool. And then I talked to some industry people as well mm-hmm. about their advice for artists. So.
1: And so your podcast, how often do you do it? Weekly. Weekly. So once a week. Yeah. Okay. And when do you release it?
0: Well, uh, it f- I'm. It fluctuates. Yeah. I say every Thursday, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I've mm-hmm. stuck to that. Mm-hmm. But there has been some weeks that, like last week, I didn't release one. Um, so I'm. I'm gonna. I, that's kind of my goal to be more consistent mm-hmm. with it. Um, and but in the beginning, I was killing myself to make that deadline. Mm. Yeah. I would literally stay up all night. If I say Thursday morning or Wednesday morning is when I'm going to release it, Mm -hmm. I will be up and releasing it at nine o'clock that morning, you know, and it was killing me because I have so many other things that I do. Um, so I kind of started to go, you know what, the world's not going to end if I miss a week.
1: How have you found the response been to your podcast?
0: It is hard to get a following. I find um, it's been slow. But I knew that going in. Mm -hmm. And
1: There's a lot of noise out there.
0: Yeah. And it's just trying to... And I I find also there's not a lot of... There's a lot of people who have never listened to a podcast. It's just not their world yet. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you say you're doing it and they're like, oh yeah, but they don't really know how to do it. So there's still ways to go, but it's growing so much. And more and more people are getting into podcasting. Mm -hmm. And when I started listening to podcasts... I just love the intimate conversations that you would hear and I love the long format Mm -hmm. because when you are interviewing more well-known artists, you know, that everyone else interviews, usually it's short 15-minute tops and you get the sound bites. But with podcasting, there's no time limit. Yeah. So, and I always say you get some gold at about 40 minutes, you know? Okay. 30-40 30-40 okay. minutes because about 30 minutes you're kind of you're done. warming up yeah
1: <laughs> the first
0: 30 minutes you're talking about all the stuff that they expect to be asked in an interview mm. and sometimes you kind of run out but then you got the flow going and then people start opening up mm. and talking about more personal things or just things that they haven't really talked about before
1: so how are you doing your interviews is it one-on-one is it a one-on-one three? In person?
0: Um, sometimes in person, okay. and but mostly over Zoom. Okay. Um, it's like Skype. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it depends. There's been some conferences and events mm-hmm. where I had the opportunity to do some in-person stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much because again, you're you are on like a time limit. If you're at a conference, they only right. have half hour to give you. Right. Um, But other times I got to go to Biff Naked's house. That was very exciting um, because I was a fan of hers. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like in-person is really cool Um, because I got to her house and we talked for over an hour.
1: And it sounds like you're mobile. Yeah. Your setup is mobile.
0: Yeah. So I have a little Zoom Mm -hmm. um, recorder Mm -hmm. and then some mics and then I'm good to go.
1: Well done. (laughs) So I'm curious to know you do you do. PR, you do coaching, podcasting. Are you finding that being involved in those various aspects are making you, Diane Foy, a better businesswoman?
0: I'm learning how to embrace everything that I do. Um, For a long time, everyone tells you to be successful, you have to pick one thing, stick to it, don't give up. Don't get distracted by all the other million things you think you want to do. And I always hated that advice because I'm like, but I want to do this, but I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going in a million different directions all the time. Mm-hmm. And for a while, it it was a negative impact because I didn't really set goals, break it down, what I'm teaching now. Mm-hmm. I was a go with the flower. And so I, if I pick up a new interest, I'm hundred percent all in, right? And I'm I might forget what I was supposed to be doing over there, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, I want to do this now, and I'm off in that direction. And when trying to embrace, I just decided I was going to embrace that, and that be my brand. I'm multi talented, multi passionate. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a TED talk. Um, her name is Emily something. I can't remember, um, but she calls it multi potentialite, and the TED talk was just like she was speaking to me. She's telling my story of how everyone tells you you got to be this one thing when you grow up and how she, the way she described like, I am in a punk band and I'm going to give all my efforts to that. And then I wanted to be a lawyer. So I went to law school and and everyone thinks you're crazy, right? But she learned to embrace that. Mm. And I'm like, see, I told you I was right. I was going to do that too. So now I embrace the multi-potentialite um but i also bring in the branding and coaching thing that i'm teaching mm-hmm. so i've had to put some of my interests on hold um because they're right in some sense you do need to have some focus to get where you want to go mm-hmm. but there are ways of doing it so that you embrace your multi-talentedness so mm-hmm. i kind of am sticking to the pr coaching podcast mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. for now and When that kind of keeps going, I'll just have time for my little hobbies or side projects that I like to do. So, what else
1: might you branch off into?
0: Um, Well, because I started out as a photographer, sometimes Mm. I bring that back up. Mm. And I get into a photography phase and I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think I ever want that to be my main thing. Mm -hmm. Like, my main thing is, I think, coaching, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I still do PR, but... 10 years from now, maybe I won't be doing PR and I'll just be coaching. Yeah.
1: So where do you feel most comfortable? Is it coaching? Is it PR? Is it doing the podcast? Photography? Where does Diane Foy feel most comfortable?
0: Well, I think when it comes to other people, I like maybe the one on one, whether it's coaching or interviewing. Mm -hmm. I am someone that works better one on one. Mm -hmm. I do like socializing in networking situations Mm -hmm. but it's always when i'm one-on-one with someone that i'm more comfortable Mm. and i love you know getting to know people in that way and i find the coaching i've only been doing the coaching for a couple years now i took kind of 2017 and i really hardly worked at all and i just studied Mm. i took every course there was on coaching and marketing and all that stuff And trying to figure out how I can share what I know. And um, so since then, now it's great that I have a bit of a format on how to do it. Mm -hmm. I think I was always coaching as a publicist, especially when you are working with indies. Mm -hmm. Because you're their person that they can ask advice for. Um, And I've always liked that part, so I want to do more of it. And coaching is like the way, the structure, I guess, that I can do that more and help people more.
1: So, if people want to find out all about Diane Foy, how can they do that?
0: Okay, so I have two websites: mm-hmm. uh, dianefoy dot com and SingDanceActThrive.com. dot com. If you go to either, you can link; they right. link to each other on all social media. I am Diane Foy PR, and that's it.
1: <laughs> Easy, Diane Foy PR yeah. on socials. Love it. Before I let you go, yep. three quick questions. All okay. right, are you ready?
0: I am. Okay. Red or white? Red. Day or night? Night.
1: Leather or lace? Leather. Ooh, Diane Foy, I love it. (laughs) Thanks for your time and thanks for being on the show.
0: No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It was so great being on Mark's show and I look forward to talking to him more. And I'll have him on an episode coming up. And in the meantime... This podcast, the Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive podcast, has so many listeners from all over the world, and I'm curious to know who you are and what topics you want to see more of on the show. And if you're enjoying the podcast, it could really help me out if you could rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Leaving reviews helps the show get noticed and gain more listeners. And I just want to hear from you. For a transcript, visit singdanceactthrive.com slash 046. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers.